This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode um, of Venture with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone is well. You know what it is. Today is December 1st. Happy new month to everyone listening. I can't believe we finally made it to December. Oh, my gosh. At the beginning of this year, probably in the middle, we felt like this year, oh, my God, it's like a lot happened this 2020. And um, I know some of us thought that we probably won't make it, you know, towards the end. But guess what? God is good and we finally made it. I know we lost a lot of people um, this year. And um, a lot of jobs was lost too. Some of us probably lost our job and a lot happened to us, but at least we are grateful that we are still alive and we make it in year, the last month of 2020. And we are so grateful to um, the creator for, for bringing us here today. Another exciting news this month is that we are turning one year, finally. So I started this podcast in December 17th of um 2019 and I can't believe that in two weeks I think just about two weeks or three weeks we're gonna be one year officially on December 17 2020 we'll make we'll make on one year and I'm excited about that I'm still thinking about what to do maybe we'll celebrate in a big way we'll see we'll see we'll see how things goes but Thank you, guys. Well, welcome all new listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. See this episode as a VIP ticket to check out other episodes because I think we have over um, 90 episodes. We are like on 96 episode right now. So we are also reaching approaching 100 episodes. So go ahead and check out all the rest of the other episodes. I promise you that you will enjoy all of them. So feel free to check all of them out. And thank you guys so much for joining us. And welcome back, all listeners. Thank you so much for your continuous support. You are the real MVP. I love you guys so much. So today's episode, we are talking about, as you can see by the title, by now you should know what the title is, but we'll be addressing some of the burning questions that you ask yourself on a daily basis that you might feel shy or afraid to voice it out or admit it in front of everyone. Uh, and I mean, that's why you have me to bring it up on this podcast without putting you on a blast. So I have a special guest with me today to help me answer some of these questions that you ask yourself often, or maybe rarely for some people. Our guest today, he's an entrepreneur who serves as a consultant, author, a motivational speaker slash minister and educator. He definitely specializes in inspiring and motivating individuals to discover God, know themselves, and go for greatness. He recently published his fourth book entitled Leaving, Loving, Leading, which offers sage advice about life, love, leadership, purpose, mindfulness, relationships, parenting, success, and etc. L3 will burden your horizons, expand your perspective, empower your inner winner, and give you a more comprehensive through viewpoint of life's amazing journey. Our guest today is more than excited to share insightful wisdom with everyone listening concerning identity, purpose, relationships, 
fulfillment and the list goes on. Without further ado, let's welcome Damien Niller. Hello, Damien. How are you doing today? I am fine. Hello, Connie, and to your audience. We greet you guys and we're just happy and excited to be here. We're appreciative of the opportunity. Okay, that's good. That's good. Just want to make sure, am I pronouncing your last name right? How you pronounce your last name? Nailer, like a nail like with a E-R nail. at the end. <laughs> Hammer, okay, Damien, is it Diamond? How you pronounce it? Damon. Damon Nailer. Okay, yes. awesome, awesome. Okay, so um, how is your day going today? Oh, it's blessed. It's beautiful here. The weather's good and I'm just up you know, early, happy and excited to be in the land of the living. Everything yes. is going well. How about on your end? Yeah, mine is good. The It's not cold today, so I'm yeah. excited. There's a lot planned out today, but I'm excited. It's looking really good outside. So I hope when I step out, it won't be cold. So you yeah. know how it can be really <laughs> deceiving from inside. So right. mm-hmm. hopefully it yeah. stays the same when I go out. But um, but that's good. That's good. So um, you are a minister. What type of minister are you? Well, I'm a Christian minister, and so I preach Jesus, and I preach the Bible, and I kind of specialize in, like, end-time events, end-time prophecy, because one thing, well, I guess I probably didn't put it in my information that I sent, but I I wrote a book a few years ago on the book of Revelation called Revelation Rightly Revealed, and so, like I said, I deal with eschatology and end-time events and just a lot of concepts, but yes, I'm a Christian minister. Wow, that's cool. You say you're a book in Revelation, man. When I read Revelation, that uh-huh. book is is a little scary. Like you was like, oh my God. It will yeah. kind of make your whole world stop and they give uh-huh. you a little a whole perspective about about this earth that we are in. Yeah. And you know how frickle and how temporary it is. It will kind of be like, oh my God, this whole thing that I've been worrying about doesn't even matter, you know? You so that's go. one thing yeah. about book of Revelation that I love, but it kind of changed our mind, our perspective about this word. Yes, definitely. And yeah. that's why I thank God for leading us and giving us information and revelation to write it so we could kind of interpret it correctly and break down the concepts that are found in it. So we addressed 14 major concepts that are found in the book of Revelation and that deal with end time prophecy. But after reading the book, you know, it, it kind of it helps you to see Revelation in a better light and really comprehend it better so yeah yeah Yeah, talking about comprehending it guys book of revelation can be a little complicated complex and some people when you read it the first time you wouldn't really understand it so that's good i'm glad you guys um dive into it try and simplify it a little bit because it's 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 a little complex so um topic of today is um um we're going to be talking about how identity purpose relationship and fulfillment all ties together. I'm not sure how I'm going to title this episode, but I will <laughs> let the Holy Spirit lead me to the right title. By the end of this episode, I should be able to figure it out. So I'm just going to let us just flow naturally and um, the title will come to me later on. So let's start with identity first. A lot of people ponder on this question a lot. Who am I? And yes. um, so I decided to, I don't know, Google what identity is. And according to Google, um, identity is the qualities, beliefs, personality, looks, and all expressions that makes a person or group. A psychological view of identity relates to self-image, which is one's mental model of oneself, self-esteem, and individuality. 
And in simplest term, identity is basically who you are, how you view yourself, and how the world view you. For example, someone's name can tell a lot about that person. So um, yeah. I want to know, um, Damien, what does identity means to you? Well, identity, when I address it, I call it the noun factor, and you kind of said it. It's who am I, and it's just your being. And when you analyze yourself, you can look at your titles and that makes up, you know, those things make up your identity. So for instance, me, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an author. I'm a father. I'm a minister. I'm a consultant. All of those are the nouns. And so that represent my identity. All of those things compose my identity. Also, you mentioned with the definition, your personality. And so if you're an introvert or an extrovert, the type of elements that compose you and components that compose you. And I, a lot of times in my consulting, I help people to find their, their strengths and weaknesses, even in their personalities, as far as your, your strong personality suits or your, 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 your positive attributes, but also you need to know your negative attributes. And so knowing your strengths and weaknesses as far as your personality, that's important. But also knowing your gifts and talents, that's a part of your identity, knowing what area I'm strongest in and I have a whole course on it and I do workshops on helping people to discover what I call your dominant gift and my mantra you know my mantra is all men and women are created with a skill and a mission to fulfill so your identity is all about finding you know who you are what am I good at what are my likes dislikes my personality what things I, I you know my all my pet peeves that get on my nerves what type of people I don't really connect and maybe aren't my cup of tea, as people say. Yeah. All of this comes when you introspectively look at yourself and you have to be objective and you have to be brutally honest in knowing exactly who you are. And I think in life, many people miss this because they're looking externally and extrinsically at everyone else. And it's at the neglect of knowing who you are. But if you know who you are, then it becomes easier to know who everyone else is because you put that work in to develop and mature yourself and to enhance your qualities and to really control the things that say aren't good about us, you know, mm -hmm. but yes, all of that makes up our identity. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And I think this identity stopped for me right from child childhood, like yeah. how, you know, you were raised, you know, what you were taught growing up. And yeah. as time goes on, you keep forming um, a whole new um, identity for yourself. So uh, another question people ask also is, um, why am I here? You know, yes. What should I do with my life? Not knowing what who you are, which is a good thing. One of the ways that identity is formed is by choosing one's um, purpose in life. You know, for someone struggling to answer these questions that I pose, like how, who am I? Um, we already answered who am I? Then why am I here? Uh, what yes. should I do with my life? Um, I want to know uh, what some of our advice or what do you think how they can. Um, answer this question like for someone struggling to answer the question like if they like how would they go about answering the question what should I do with my life like what am I supposed to do you know why am I here like you say identity um we can find it in our gifts like you mentioned yeah. in our gifts mm -hmm. now we find those things now how do we go about it you know okay so what happens now we train we're transitioning into the purpose so your identity like I said is the who who am I that's the noun so your purpose is your verb. 
And notice those titles that I mentioned. I said, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an author. You know, I'm a father. So all of those nouns have a verb that attaches to it. So as a motivational speaker, what do I do? I give motivational speakers. As a father, I protect, I provide, I nourish my children. As a consultant, I consult with people, I help, I give them advice. Another thing, I'm also a parent educator. So what do I do? I educate parents. I'm a music producer. That's the noun. But what do I do as far as what is the purpose of the music producer? I produce music. And what happens if you can discover either your purpose first, what I'm supposed to do, or your identity, who am I, it sheds light on the other concept. Yes. And so they, they both tie in together. And once you find, like I say, who you are, you, you're able to find out the mission and objective that you have in life. And that's why I say that ties into your dominant gift, because once you find out what that gift is, you know, that's normally part of your identity, but the purpose is to use it. That's why I say all men and women are created with that skill. That's who you are, part of, part of your identity. But the mission to fulfill is to use that skill. And what happens in life, if you neglect to find out who you are and know that skill, then it, it adversely affects your purpose. So many people, you know, they, don't, they not only know, not know who they are, but they don't know what to do. But if you're able to find those two, that leads to the other concepts we're going to get in. But one of the things I always teach people is that typically God gives you divine previews of your identity and purpose. And I can recall as a child giving, getting snippets and getting previews of the fact that one day I will be a speaker, of the fact that one day I will be an author, of the fact that one day I will be a leader. And I got these glimpses as a child. And what I always try to tell people is go back and analyze your life. Rewind the tape and you will see different glimpses. You will see different clues, divine promptings that God has given you throughout your life. And four questions I tell people to ask themselves to help them to find that identity and purpose or that dominant gift. And the first thing is, you know, what are you good at doing? And if you could kind of look at your life, even look at an activity you engage in now or a talent or a gift that you use. You say, what am I gift I'm good at? And you have to be honest with yourself. You know, a lot of people say, well, I think I'm good at all of this. That's good. <laughs> That's fine. But mm-hmm. with these next questions, I'm going to help you to hone in on that. The next thing is, what am I passionate about doing? That's in other true. words, what do you get fulfillment in and you enjoy and love doing? When you, think you do it, it brings joy to your soul. It brings happiness to you. It puts a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And notice I said what you're good at first. In other words, we want to have our skill first before our passion because sometimes people yeah sometimes people do things they're passionate about but they're not skilled at doing yeah and i always give the example of american idol you know a lot of <laughs> they're passionate but they cannot sing they cannot entertain and it's because yeah they're passionate but i feel they like their friends no lie to them i don't know why they go to national oh, tv yeah. and embarrass themselves like really i mean they really don't have friends and, and, and family who love them to allow that to happen. So that's why yeah. I say, get your skill first. What am I good at? What do I like? The third thing is, what do I do that has a positive impact and effect on others? So now it's not about just what you like and what you're good at, but what do other people say you're good at? Mm-hmm. At some point, you should get a confirmation or validation about what you're doing. Now, I know at first it might be kind of hard, you're rusty, your, your talent comes in raw form and it's up mm-hmm. to us to transition it into a profitable talent. Mm-hmm. So it comes raw and you have to develop it. But there should be some glimpses of 
just that natural proclivity that we can see when you do this particular thing. Yes. And eventually people are like, look, we love when you sing. We love when you speak. We love, you know, your products that you make or whatever service you do. You need to pursue that. You know, you need to do something with that. Those, that's that confirmation and validation you have. So not only are you good at it, you love it, but now it's affecting others. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the last thing, the last question you ask is what can I do for free, you know, without any monetary compensation and still feel and receive fulfillment and satisfaction? Yeah. If you can find one thing or, or several things that can answer all of those questions, more than likely you find what I call your dominant gift or your strongest talent. And now it's just all about finding opportunities, even possibly creating them to use this talent, to use this God-given ability that you have been divinely equipped with and empowered with to serve humanity and make a contribution to society while you're here in the earth realm. Yeah. But it's all about finding that and fine-tuning it, you know, but make sure it, it, it aligns with all four questions because there are things that I do but I know it's not my dominant gift. Some things I'm skilled at, but I'm not passionate about. Yes. Some things I'm skilled at, you know, I'm not passionate about, and I would never do it for free. You're going to have to pay me for this. So <laughs> yes. we know by default, that's not my dominant gift. And mm -hmm. I teach people about what's called the six regions of giftedness in my program, whereas I help you to find your strongest area. And I do an assessment. And we help you to, to really hone in on that so then you can be, begin to operate in that area and have clarity about what you're created to do. Yes, that is true. Um, I'm glad you mentioned about the um, having passion in something and not actually feeling, um, not being skilled on it. You know, like those that go to um, American Idol and just embarrass their yeah. whole family. And um, I wanted to ask this question. I know you have already touched on it a little bit, but people want to feel fulfilled, like they are valuable, impactful. How do they go about seeking fulfillment in life and in ties to identity and purpose? Yeah. So once you find out who you are, what you're supposed to do, fulfillment is tied to that. Okay. So it's more, it's a blessing to give than to receive. So whatever your gift is, it's created to put out and to, to give and to help others. Yeah. And when you are doing that, you get that fulfillment and satisfaction. Even if you don't, you, you, you possibly might not make all the millions and billions of dollars. As long as you're, you know who you are and you know what you're supposed to do, it presents, it, it creates such a freedom, such a, a liberty, such an empowerment, such a strength in you that you are so fulfilled and satisfied. You look forward to getting up every day. And I'm speaking from experience. Yes. After finding out exactly my region of giftedness, and I give this to your audience a freebie, it's in a, the area of the mouth gifts or communication. So anything I do as far as communication, I will by default and automatically excel because that is my strongest region. Not only that, I've been developing and exercising this gift for so long. It's not even second nature anymore. It's first nature. And to get up and especially to be able to have a job that allows me to use that gift, it's like I'm working for free. Because I, know. I love, yeah, that's, and that's, that's, the, that's the whole point. Once you find that gift, I mean, when you get up, you're just excited because here's another opportunity to do what I was created to do. And what happens, you're going, you're going with the natural inclination and flow of your life. You're walking in that divine authority. You're walking in your divine purpose and identity. 
And so you just, you, by default, the fulfillment and satisfaction is attached to it. Mm-hmm. By default. You know, most people who are depressed and discouraged either don't know who they are, and sometimes they know who they are, they know what they're supposed to do, but they're in an occupation or serving in a profession that is neglecting that strongest talent. That's true. And so all of a sudden you're having to suppress this, which you know you're supposed to be doing. And oftentimes it's because of fear. And like I say, sometimes you could get in a profession and you work so many hours that you don't even have time to pursue your actual strongest talent and strength that you know you're passionate about, that you know you would do great exploits with. And in in many cases, that's the discouragement and depression that a lot of people are facing. Mm -hmm. Having that gift and purpose just bottled up inside of them and they can't release it. We were created to release. We were created to give. All of us have a service or a product inside of us, but it's all about getting to a place of recognizing it and then doing something about it. Yes, that's true. That's true. While you were while you were talking, I started thinking about um, some other um, gifts people have like th- that comes natural to them that they don't know that they can actually, you know, transform that to something that they will start doing for life, you know, that can yeah. probably uh, potentially give them revenue, you know, at some point in their life. The one, I don't know if you can think of any of any of the gifts, but the one that comes to my mind is um, those that are very hospitable, you know, they can go into hospitality kind of field, you yeah. know, that will help them, that will also help them um, also put food for the, to their table to feed their family and everything. So do you, can you think of any um, natural gifts people have already right now? Because some people will be wondering, oh my gosh, what can I do with my life, you know? But they already have these gifts. God have given them, blessed them with these gifts, but they don't know that they can actually, this gift they already have, they can transform it to something bigger. Can you think of any natural gifts like that? Yeah, well, I, I can't, look, of course, I, I can't give them all away. Yes. <laughs> but I give, a, I, I give a bonus region of giftedness to your audience, and that would be the head gifts. Okay. So some people are gifted at just thinking and being creative, having that imagination, coming up with inventions, different products and all of that stuff. That's a gift. And that's a region of giftedness. But some people, they don't see it as that. They just think, oh, I'm just creative. And they, they they don't take stock in it. And they don't take the time to harness it. Yes. But when you yes. analyze it, you know, people who, who um, are gifted as far as inventing, creating, um, using their imagination and doing things like that, that is a gift. And I'm not going to give the region away, but there's a region that covers the gift you talked about with hospitality. And I mm-hmm. reveal that and teach you. And so what I do in my assessment, not only do I help you find the area of giftedness, but I suggest compatible professions and possibly businesses that you can use that would align and complement those gifts. Yes. So, yes. you know, that's what I'm saying. With, with Say with the, the, the head gifts, you know, some people, they like, those who do have that as a talent, they like to reason. They like to think. They like yes. to compute. So, of course, dealing with money, mm-hmm. dealing with numbers, dealing with science, all of that will complement those mind gifts. And just as I remember I was talking about the, the mouth gifts, that's communication. Yeah. Yes. So you could use that for speaking, for entertainment, for uh, being a, you know, comedy. You could use it in teaching, all yes. kinds of singing. Yes. And so all of this aligns with those areas. 
Mm-hmm. And once you find it, you just hone in and you lock in on that particular area. Yes, but, that's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, that's always everybody's goal, hone in and lock in, you know, and harness yeah. whatever gifts that they have. So um, let's go ahead and talk about relationship. You know, identity includes the uh, many relationships people cultivate. How can yes. the, and I wanted to know, how can the relationship we build or form contribute to identity? Well, what happens, the older you get, you have to become more selective about who you choose to attach and connect to and connect with and walk with on your journey because everybody is not beneficial to your identity, purpose, and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Some people will be enemies of those things. Yes. And that's why, as I'm stating, as you get older, and especially as you identify, you know who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, you're fulfilled. Now you have to protect your energy. You have to protect your gift. You have to protect your calling and purpose. And because everybody you allow into your circle, everyone you connect to will either help or harm what you're doing. And so your relationships now have to, you have to be very selective. Now you can be friendly, but when we're talking about intimate relationships, we're talking about your inner circle. We're talking about those who are close to you, who are really going to directly influence your life. You have to become selective about it. And even though sometimes it might be family members, sometimes you have to kind of distance yourself, yourself from them because they can be detrimental, you know? And, and that's why I'm saying those relationships become very critical now because everybody's not going to uh, walk the same path that you're on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's going to be disagreement in what you're doing. Well, you don't need that kind of person close to you. I'm mm-hmm. not saying totally eliminate them unless they're just being really detrimental and harmful. Then you have to sometimes burn those bridges and cut them off. Yes. But if so, if, 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 it, if it's not to that point, then you can just limit your association with them. You know, just just talk to them, communicate with them, just on a more seldom basis. But your relationships, especially once you're in purpose and you're operating in it, they become critical. Yes. Because yes. I, you know, we we all could talk about and analyze people's lives who were successful, doing great, and then just hooked up with the wrong person. And that whole purpose and identity went awry and things just got screwed up because of that one connection. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. You have to vet people and not just allow anybody into your life. And don't be desperate. Have standards, have rules, have different things that, okay, I won't tolerate this. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care if we're we're blood or we're supposed to be best friends or you're the billionaire or whoever. You know, there are just certain standards and policies personal policies you have to create for yourself that really form a barrier that protects you and protect protects those that are closest to you and helping you and fulfilling and accomplishing what god has created you to do but yes those relationships become important and you have to know who you can be have intimate or close you know just close relationships with you know you have to know who you can share secrets with and who you can't because what people will do if you share secrets with the wrong person, they will keep those secrets and later turn them into weapons of mass destruction against you. Yes, that's yeah. true. And so yeah, you have to, yeah. like I said, be selective and know who you can trust, know who can hold water, as they say, and keep your information confidential, especially when, you know, of course, we don't all have good days every day, but people who can, when you do have an off day and they know your shortcomings, 
that they cover you. Love covers a multitude of sin and faults. Yes. And when, when people really love you and they're close to you, they accept the rose with the sweet aroma, but they also accept the prickly thorns that you yes. have. They just love you over it. It's mm -hmm. not that they don't see it. It's just they say, okay, I know the good and the bad in you, but I, I, love, I love all of you. That's because true. Because that it's a package deal. You it can't is. get the rose without the thorns. You can't yes. get my good without my bad. Mm -hmm. And that's who that's who you want close to. You don't want people every time something is wrong or they see and experience your shortcoming, they always point it out and condemning you and ridiculing you. You don't want those kind of people close to you. Mm -hmm. You want the people that when they see it, and normally God will surround you with people that their your weakness is their strength. And instead of exploiting you. They're going to cover and help you and compliment you because yes. they know their assignment mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. But whenever you have people who just every time you look, they're condemning you and you, you talk about your, your, your um, gifts and dreams and your aspirations. And they're like, no, girl, don't do that. That's crazy. You just go get you a regular job. And man, that sounds crazy. You, you better provide for your family. And don't you be going after it. You don't want. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, you cannot have close relationships with people like that. Because they will destroy you and yes. what God has created you to do. Because mm -hmm. normally what we're, we're created to do is something different. Of course, okay, it's, it's, it hasn't been seen. And if it is a replication of something, you will still put your own spin on it. And, and typically it's not going to be something that everybody knows. That's how you know God revealed and gave it just specifically to you. Yes. Because it's different. Mm -hmm. and, and people, you know, people are, people are funny. I'll just say that. And in some capacities, okay, they want something different deep down inside, but then they're on the flip side, they like predictability. Yes. They like to know, okay, what's going on. They like the routine and format, but at the same time, they crave something different. But sometimes you come with that something different, it's like, well, nah. Initially, there's always going to be resistance and opposition. But as you keep on and you stay persistent and consistent, then they eventually... They bow down and they, they fall in line and they support yes, you. You know, that's true. But you, yeah, you got to get that initial success. I always say success breeds support. So when people see that you're serious, Definitely. that you're not playing, and that things are happening, you're producing. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, oh, yeah, they, they, they come fall in line. <laughs> they fall in line. They come to connect. They want to help you out. They know people now. They have opportunities for you. None of that existed before. Yes, that's <laughs> you know, true. They put what I call a Peter. And Peter followed Jesus close enough to where, you know, things went down. He could be there and say, Lord, I was with you all the way. All the rest of the disciples fled. And look at them. Nobody's here. But then he followed at a distance to where when the people say, oh, you were with Jesus. He was able to say, no. And well, he denied. No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. He cursed him. Oh, no, I wasn't with him. I don't know no Jesus. <laughs> and so that's how a lot of people are following you at a perfect distance to where as if you succeed, they could come in the picture and say, Connie, we were with you. <laughs> Damon, we were with you. We've been supporting you. Yes. But if things go around, nah, I don't really know Connie. She, all right. I, I just grew up with her. I just grew up with Damon. <laughs> you know, we're not all that cool. We're not click tight enough, you know. I just know him. Yeah. And that's, that's how people do you. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Playing off of what you said um, about relationship, you know, um, it, actually, it actually reminds me of there's some people like when they are single, you yeah. see this, um, um, this braveness in them, this light in them. Then once they got into a relationship, either a marriage relationship or just long term relationship, it seems mm -hmm. like their lights dimmed. 
you know, they become a shadow of themselves. You don't even recognize them anymore. So that, yeah, now I understand why you say that it's, it's very important that you vent the people that, vent out some people in your life, you know, not everyone that you get into a relationship, some can actually hinder you or stop you from actually achieving your um, purpose in life. So yeah, that is so yeah. true. Yeah. So you, you actually end up experiencing what I call the identity crisis. And like yes. That's what you, you're describing there. They lose their identity. They lose who they actually were. And that's what you want in your relationships. You want people who are going to enhance that and not overshadow it. That's true. You, I mean, you, you brought out something that's so powerful because you see that a lot in, in uh, marriages, especially if it's like an independent woman who's doing her thing. All of a sudden she gets this, say, aggressive guy and controlling guy. And now... He doesn't give her the space to operate and to do that. Yes. And so she loses herself. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to get you somebody who's confident in who they are so that they can be respectful and give you the room to operate. Mm-hmm. Because I thank God for my mate. I know she's from the Lord because she she sees her strengths or my weaknesses. But the most important, most importantly, she gives me my space as being a creative. And, you know, I just I have to have my alone time. Yes. And she she understands me, so she gives me the space to do that. She's not, you know, bothering me, nagging me, and, and you know, she comprehends and knows the vision and knows what's going on. Yes. And that's what you have to have. You have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, that's true. You have to have, they have to think about that before you get into any relationship, either romantic relationship or platonic yeah. relationship. So um, I want to ask this other question people also um, struggle with, you know, how do someone balance being, being authentic and fit it in and fit it in? Being authentic, you say? Yes, like being themselves and also Self. fitting yeah. in in a group or in just in, in an environment. Well, what happens, you have to... Once you know yourself, you have to, like we say, create those boundaries and know what you're willing to compromise and adjust and modify in your life and what you're not. Mm-hmm. So I always say you have to know your core principles, those, those pillars of your soul. And from that, everything should emanate. Yes. So if there's ever a group or something you're part of and it's, it's causing you to suppress those core values, it's causing you to, like you say, not be authentic and live out your actual, you know, actually who you are, then it's not something you want to be a part of. You yes, need to, yes. you know, break away from that because it, it will hinder you. And I give you a personal testimony. And I always look at this, especially what God has done over the years. But a particular ministry that I was under when I first came to the Lord, there was no way I could still be there and become who I am today. It was, there was no way possible. Yes, because they wouldn't have been able to embrace the gift, the talents and the capacity and the the anointing God has on my life. It wouldn't fit there. And so what he had to do, the Lord literally literally spoke and said he performed an emergency C-section. He extracted me from that place. And at the time, he didn't launch me directly into ministry, but he sent me to what he called an incubator ministry. So he sent me to another place that was conducive to my gifts and talents, allowed me the opportunity, gave me the blessings and the room to operate for like two and a half years. And then he launched me from there. And that's what I'm saying. Everywhere is not conducive to who you are. And if you're not careful, it could literally be what I call a a spiritual abortion clinic. And it will cause you to abort your destiny Mm -hmm. because you're part of this group. Yes. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to be, don't ever be that desperate to where you just feel that I got to be a part of this. I got to be a part of that. And you're losing yourself and you're neglecting 
your destiny and purpose. And if we're not careful, that's what certain groups are designed to do. You know, the leader is manipulating people. He, has, he or she has everyone on board, all hands on deck, fulfilling their vision and goal, but it's at the neglect of the individual's visions and goals. Mm -hmm. And when you're part of that and you have something inside of you that God wants to birth, you can't birth it there because that's a toxic environment. You know, yes. they're going to be jealous. They're going to try to destroy it. They're going to try to discourage you. And uh, it's like, no, you know what? We're, we're trying to help with me. And, you know, you'll do that later, but we need you here now. We need you there. And in those situations, a lot of times you, you won't be positioned properly anyway, especially if they feel as though your, your talents and your gifts are a threat to them. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to you have to be very mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So my advice is just make sure you connect with and become a part of networks that embrace you, give you a space to be brave and to be yourself. Because mm -hmm. if they're trying to force you to be something you're not, that's not good. Yes. You're going to be the one to suffer and struggle, not them. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. kind of reminds me of a mentorship. There's some mentors, yeah. like they will mentor people, their mentees. I think that's what it's called. But they don't yeah. want them to get out of their shadow. They want you to still stay in that. You know, mm. once you start breaking out and becoming your own self, they feel threatened. They want you to still continuously keep needing them. You know, so I yeah. think that's what that's what it reminds me of those people that just want to subdue you. You know, they want you to just yeah. stay where you are. They don't want you to progress. You know, exactly. And so what they'll do, especially if they're in a place of power, they will literally create systems and convince the people to be in line with them, literally suppressing you and controlling you. Because a lot of some people they're just followers. They don't. Yes. They don't. You know, they're not looking forward to fulfilling destiny and purpose. They love walking in that person's shadow. But then there are others who God is called to, to do have a, they have their own vision that God has given them, their own purpose. And they can't be a part of that and still fulfill it. And one thing um, I, I teach with my leadership trainings, and this is a, a powerful one. I've never really shared it. So it's a bonus here to share this one. Okay. But there are really three, three rules or three things that a leader is supposed to be to accomplish. We're talking about a mature leader here. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to educate, elevate, and emancipate, hmm. educate, impart that wisdom to you, that mentor, teach you, give you that advice, show you the ropes, okay? Then they're supposed to help you grow. If you're willing and proactive, they can push you. But if you're kind of reluctant, laid back, they, they should pull you into another and a higher place. That's to elevate. But then at the end, you should, a good mentor is gonna get you to a place of maturation to yes. where now I set you free. Yes. Now I get to really see how much of a great mentor I am. Yeah. See, if you're always under the shadow of the mentor, we can't really see if you're really, if you're really about anything. Yes. But when you set that child free, when you set that mentee free, now we get to really see the impact mm -hmm. of how great you are and what you put into in them. Is it really there? And is it there's yeah. some real substance there? Or is it was was it a bunch of fluff because they yeah. crash and burn, you know? Yeah. But that's what it's all about. And most leaders, not most, but many leaders, that last one to emancipate. Mm -hmm. Oh no, they want slaves. Yes, they want uh, cheap labor. They want the followers. They want the yes men and yes women. So, mm -hmm. so nobody can be released, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and I find that a lot in a religious arena, you yes. know. When you come to a certain ministry, oh now you got to stay here. God wants your gifts here, your talents here. You know, you got to 
give it to the house, you know, and they don't want you to go anywhere else. But that's not God. Mm -hmm. God has given us, the, the Bible talks about even with the spiritual gifts, the prophet with all. That means everywhere and in every arena, not just stationary here. But, you know, that's what I say. That A lot of times that's just the flaw of that leader, not being confident in themselves or just being selfish and prideful, trying to control everything and everybody. Yeah. But to be a mature yeah. leader, you have to know that you got to release people. That yeah. is the ultimate uh, sign of a, a great leader, their ability to release and raise leaders. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's actually how you're going to test your success rate, you know, like for those that go to college or go to school, if we never graduate, the school will close down, like they will never know that they were actually teaching us anything. So if you're going to be a mentor or a leader, you have to make sure like you say, use the third one, emancipate freedom. That's how you would test how good of a leader you are, how good of an educator you are. So you just can't be selfish and keep them where they are now. That means you're not even progressing yourself, you know? Yeah. And, and then you're hindering their growth. And that's the problem too. I'm glad you brought that up. Some leaders, they love to keep everybody suppressed and under them in a, in a certain space, space and position. And oftentimes because they're lazy, they don't want to grow and develop. But as a leader, you have to constantly grow and develop. You have to stay ahead of the curve. If you're going to be a leader, you have to stay a few steps ahead. Because once followers begin to, you know, if you have a very zealous and passionate follower who's trying to grow and develop, if you as a leader is not constantly growing, that follower is going to eventually yeah. start running into you. Yeah. And so, look, in order for that follower to go beyond the ceiling and the level you're putting on them, look what they have to do. Be removed. And now the sky's the limit and there's no limit. But as long as they're under that leader, the leader sets the bar and the leader sets the limitation. But if, you know, if, so if that leader's constantly moving, so the follower's moving as the leader. But if the leader becomes stagnant and gets stuck, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem for everyone. Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So I'm glad we have talked about this topic intensively, but I really want to talk about your book. Because you, your okay. book um, touch on all these things that we talked about, probably more in depth, you know, and your book name is called Leaving, Loving and Leading. So can you describe your book in three words for us, not give us all the whole, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just describe it for us in three words. I would say inspirational, educational and transformational. Wow. And once you get it, once you read it, you'll be inspired, you'll be educated, and it's going to transform you, I promise you, because it's, it's interactive. That's one thing um, a lot of people don't know, but it's like a workbook, actually, because at the end of certain parts of the book, I have questions and answers, and then I give you an answer key. And so that's the educational part, but, you know, it's going to make you think, it's going to challenge you. And your mind is going to be transformed as far as how you view yourself, how you view life, how you view others, because we, we touch on all of those things in it. But yes, those are the three words I would say, the inspiration, the education, and transformation. And transformation. Wow, that's a beautiful yeah. three words. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening was like, oh my God, I can't wait to read this book. And yeah. I want to know, uh, what do you enjoy writing about? What do you enjoy most about writing this book? Well, it came from my diverse experiences serving in a bunch of different leadership capacities. And it's just me being able to share all of the valuable lessons I learned and all of my experiences. And that's what life is all about. If you're not learning and growing from your own experiences, 
what's going on, you know? Because I think, like I said earlier, sometimes people get caught up into everybody else's story, everybody else's struggle. They could tell you all about it, the ins and outs, but then you, you put the light in the mirror on them and it's like, they're totally confused. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a problem. And that's what, you know, God showed me about my life. That's what he's been teaching me the most about, paying attention to you. Once you get you good, then you can help others. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a principle. I can't help you unless I've helped myself. And what has happened on my journey, the different lessons I've learned, I'm able to now impart that and articulate to, that to others so that they can in turn help themselves. And I, it's a concept, and it's in the book I talk about, it's all about reproduction and production. In other words, you can only reproduce what's already produced in you. Wow. If you don't have love, you can't give love. Yes. If you don't have joy, you can't give joy. Mm-hmm. You know, they say hate, you know, what they say, um, uh, hurt people hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, hate is in you, so then you hurt, you hurt others. But guess what? Blessed people Bless people. people. Yes. Healed yes. people. Heal people. people. Educated people. Educate people. people. Because it's already in you. In other, I always say you have to be a haver before you can be a giver. That's if true. I needed twenty dollars and you, all you have is ten, you can't give me twenty. Why? You don't have it. <laughs> so if true. I have love, I can give you love. If I have experience and wisdom, then I can give it to you. But if I've mm-hmm. never allow myself to look at my life and look at the lessons, then I can't share it with you. And that's why I think that book is so critical because the funniest part, I was about to start working on another book, a spiritual book, and the Lord just gave me that concept of living, love, and leading just out of nowhere. Mm. And as he dropped it in my spirit, and I was like, oh, that's powerful. And he began to just constantly inspire and move me in that direction. And I just went and I flowed. And I really completed the book in almost about three months or so, but I just kept on throughout the rest of the months, constantly proofreading and constantly making little modifications and adjustments to it, changes. But for the most part, I entered into the flow of God and he just began to inspire me heavily and we were able to, to get it done really, really quickly. But that's, that's what good. I love about it too. You know, it just came from God. He just unveiled and revealed and began to inspire me to write about all of those experiences. And like I said, it's gonna be really relevant and helpful to anyone because we're all leaders in some capacities, you know, whether it's it's limited, moderate or extensive, we're all some type of leader. Somebody's looking up to you, Mm -hmm. don't fool yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, that's true. So where can people purchase this book? Well, it's on amazon.com. You just look up Living, Loving, Leading. But also I have a website with that same name, livinglovingleading.net. You can order from there, you know, either of those places. But yeah, you, you can find it, um, like I say, on, on the internet there at Amazon or at my site, livinglovingleading.net. Okay. So guys, I will have the link to the Living, Loving, Leading, Living, Loving, Leading uh, .net. I will have the link on the episode that you're listening right now. So check out the episode description to get the link. And you can also find it on Amazon, like um, Damon said. So we have come to the end of this beautiful Aww. topic. I know I wish we would have time to talk more about it, but I want to let you have the last word. Um, okay. What Do you have any encouragement for anyone struggling to find their identity and purpose in life, especially young people? Yes, 
Well, I know most importantly, especially with a Christian background, knowing that in, in you or in your life, your life is hid in Christ. And so mm-hmm. when we get Christ and get God, our divine author of our fate and our lives, then he's able to unveil and reveal who you actually are. Yes. And I think that's one of the key components of identity, because mm-hmm. once we learn and know Christ, our whole purpose and identity is wrapped in him. So what he'll do is begin to unravel and unveil and get you on a path and set your life on a trajectory towards what he has divinely created you to become. And, you know, once we get that, you know, like he said, he that loses his life shall find it, you know. So if we lose out to who we think we are and allow God to show us who we really are, it will definitely enable us to be authentic and knowing what we're supposed to do, who we are, what we're supposed to do. Because he will literally give you your objective. And I know God told me, he said, every time you get up to speak and do what you do, you're going to die. D-I-E. So I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so it was an acronym, though. And he says you're going to direct, inspire, and educate. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And so the noun forms, he said, okay, you're going to provide direction, inspiration, and education. Yes. So those are my objectives. So I got my, my gift of speaking and communicating. So now I know why I'm doing it to provide direction, inspiration, education. And that's what I'm saying. When God begins to reveal it to you, you will see how all of those puzzle pieces align and stack and how everything is important to your destiny and how everything contributes to it. But it's all about getting into that place with God and submitting to him and being willing to die out to what you think you know and allow him who knows all to reveal. Yes, to reveal and direct you to that. So that's good. That's such a powerful encouragement. Uh, and I'm going to leave you guys with a Bible verse, you know, to end this whole topic with a Bible verse, which is Proverb 3, 5 to 6. And I'm reading the NLT version. Trust in Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own under- understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Amen. Amen. So whatever you, you have, just trust in God completely. He will unveil. He will reveal all these things to you. So thank you so much, Damien, for um, joining us today. But before I let you go, I would like to play a game with you. And this okay. game will be called Song Association game and this is when i give you throwing random words to you and you can associate those words to a song that we already know not the song that you made up on the spot but a song that we already know that has that word in it you know and if you can think of any song we can you can just say skip we go to the next one okay okay (laughs) you ready i'm ready i'm ready okay let's start easy the first one would be baby baby Mm -hmm. uh Let's see. I think TLC had a song, baby, baby, baby. But way back in the day, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah it's, there is. Back in the days, they, they used that song. Uh, they used that word a lot. Who was that that used the one, baby, baby, baby? And they had to ban her from using the word baby. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. I remember the song. I know the rhythm, yeah. but I, the melody, but I can't remember who the artist was. Yeah, but yeah. it was a, yeah. was it? I can't, I can't remember her name, but she I love that song actually. But she used that word baby baby a lot. And uh-huh. I feel like they, they were they didn't have much vocabulary back in the days. I don't know. <laughs> so they just basically using the same word, recycling it over and over again. Uh-huh. But okay, that one is good. Let's try another one, which is water. 
water. Uh, let's see, water, water, water. Right on. Why I can't think of a song? Look, you you got me going back to TLC. I know they had the song "Waterfall" or "Rainfall" or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think SUV had a song something with um water or rain um in it, waterfall, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah that's the only ones I could think of that talked about. Yeah, water. I can't even think of any <laughs> song water in there. Mm. Okay, we'll skip that one. Let's go into okay. fire. 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 Um, oh, I can't think. Leandria or something. I got fire under my feet. Okay, and I yeah. Feel it. yeah, yeah. I can't I think of I think it's okay. Leandria or something. I can't remember her name. But yeah. Okay, that's, that's what I can think the of. The one I can think of is um this girl is on fire. Fire, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's a good one. one. That's Alicia Keys. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, what I can think of. Okay. Okay, another one, hot. Hot. Um, let's see, hot. Hot. Oh, wow, mm. I can't think of a song with hot. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think. Yeah, of I can't even think of a song. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, I, we have to pass on now. I can't think of a song with hot. That's crazy. I mean, okay. look, look, my own actual song. I have a song. Oh, you <laughs> called sing? Fireboy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a producer and a rapper, so I have oh, a song okay. called Fireboy, and I talk about hot. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, that would count if it's already a song. That would count. Just yeah. that probably, you know, I didn't know about oh, it. Yeah. But if you have a song, we can use that one too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's try this word code. Code. Okay. I think of Christmas song. Christmas song. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something Christmassy. I can't think of a specific one though. Um, yeah. I can't think of a specific song though with it. The one that comes to my mind is Baby is Cold Outside. Yeah. 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 Okay. Baby okay. Is cold outside. I can't do okay. the whole song, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's a Christmas song. I, that's one of my favorite songs too. Okay. Cool. Cool, yeah, cool. another one. Let's try um, life. Life. Wow. Oh, girl, you you just in my in my discography. I got a song. I just released my single, Life. I just released really? it with an LP on Monday, and the first song is Life. L I F to the E. <laughs> really? Why? I'm not playing. <laughs> I am not. That I'll send so you the cool. link once we get out. I'll send you the links. But yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I would like to life. listen to that one. Okay. Yeah, the lead single is life. <laughs> okay, that's good. So uh thank you so much for being a good sport. You know, I know it was kind of hard trying to think at a spot and that's associate okay. it to a song, but it was yeah. a fun um game. Yeah, and, thank um, you so much. No problem. And I hope you enjoyed this um recording with me in this episode. Thank you I so did. much for joining yeah. us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate the opportunity, and it was it was very good, very engaging, and you're a great hostess. So appreciate oh, you, you and the platform you had, and congratulations too on almost making a year and everything. And you know, up in your nineties, about to make that century recording yes. there. So thank yes. you. Keep yes. going on. Keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. 
Thank you so much. And and uh, good uh, congratulations. You just released a, a single. I didn't even know yes, that sir. you sing before. So and, yes, and I'm yes. sure you're gonna achieve even more greater, greater things. God will keep blessing yes, you continuously yes. in all you are doing, in all your endeavor in endeavors. So thank yes. you so much for joining us. And I'm sure all the wisdom you shared today it will be a blessing in people's lives, those that are listening right now. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, make sure you come back again next week, Tuesday. We do we release new episode every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And please, please subscribe to wherever you're listening right now so you can get notified each time we release any new episode. All right, thank you so much. Remember to stay blessed. God loves you and I love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.